This is your LA Business and Jobs Forecast, where we highlight hot topics and underlying economic trends useful to you. We explore action plans that you can apply to improve your income, investments, and career progression. Roger Turnaden, Director of Business and Legal Programs for UCLA Extension, is your host. He brings over 30 years of leadership experience with global companies, including Senior Vice President and Director of Worldwide Marketing for American International Group and a similar global position with Transamerica Insurance Group. He is also a certified financial planner an NYU Stern School PhD, and brings years of experience advising private business owners and high net worth individuals. Roger's passion is to better understand the interrelationships and connectivity of global economics and impactful market financial trends. These podcasts are made for educational purposes and are not financial advice. The goal is to educate and provide resources on focused economic and job trends with the latest support research so that you can make more informed financial and career decisions that best suit your personal needs. Be sure to email us at rtornadin at uclaextension.edu on more specific questions, which we will answer either personally or select as part of our future podcast. Today's episode is on the topic of recession. What is it? How much should we care? And are we even headed for a recession? Or is that unfounded media hype? First off, consider that a recession is more of an official recognition that the national economy is not growing. Technically, a recession is defined by the National Bureau of Economic Research. They use their judgments plus at least five monthly reported indicators But in general, a recession is a period of falling economic activity spread across the economy, lasting more than a few months. The good news is that recessions rarely last longer than six months, and the full recovery typically occurs within a year or so. The bad news is that recessions elevate risks and add to stresses for specific industries and jobs. More on this in a few minutes. Let's get a good perspective on the national economy to make sure we're looking at the most powerful influences. Trillions, with a T, trillions of dollars in currencies and bonds, as well as stocks, are traded around the globe every day. In a single week, the value of all the currencies, bonds, and stocks traded exceeds the annual gross national product of the United States. Can you imagine taking your entire annual pay and investing or reinvesting this amount every week? Seems crazy, right? I'll repeat, in a week, U.S. and foreign citizens move around more dollars than the value that the entire U.S. economy produces in a year. Think of it like looking at your bank account and seeing constant flux of incoming and outgoing cash transfers. How can you accurately know what your balance is? What if in addition to all these movements, there's a crisis, like a natural disaster, or a large check is given to you, and then it unexpectedly doesn't clear? Let me make sure I understand. Are you saying that all these dollars flowing through the financial markets are more important than just thinking about recessions? Yes. I'm saying that negative trends in an economy can be magnified almost instantly by changes in these money flows. A change in money flow could actually cause a recession, or even worse. When the global money flows in 2008 moved away from the U.S. mortgage security markets, a U.S. real estate recession was almost immediately compounded 
to a near-global financial meltdown. This meltdown rippled through almost all investment groups and resulted in a 30%-plus price decline in real estate as well as in the stock market. Wow. Suddenly you're making me feel really vulnerable. How do we get to the risky place, and what can I do about it? If you're wondering how there could be so much money constantly in motion versus the size of the U.S. economy, just imagine all the decades we've had trade deficits and U.S. budget deficits. These trillions of dollars of cumulative deficits resulted in government borrowing and U.S. Federal Reserve money printing to finance our growing debts. This is going on today. With a budget deficit this year of almost $1 trillion, that will be financed by a like amount of new borrowing. These actions over decades produce more and more money that ultimately moves around searching for investment returns. This constant flux along with unforeseen crises are what really causes the volatility, risk, and unforeseen shocks throughout the economy. It is what really determines more accurately whether or not we have a recession, lack of growth, home foreclosures, and bankruptcies. Almost exactly 11 years ago, within a week, global money flows stopped moving into Lehman Brothers and Merrill Lynch. Lehman Brothers, which was a large global investment bank, declared bankruptcy, and Merrill Lynch was quickly merged with Bank of America. And a month later, the $700 billion government bailout program for banks was authorized by Congress. Recovery took a number of years, but today, U.S. employment is much higher, most homes are higher priced, and the stock market has more than recovered. Are you saying, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger? If some leading global financial companies with all their resources didn't survive the last recession, what can I possibly do to protect myself? The focus should not be on whether or not we have a recession, but rather am I diversified to handle the constant influx of changes and crises that do occur. You bring up a great point. Just how do company giants like J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs handle those lurking financial risks? Two words, algorithms and supercomputers. These supercomputers and related networks are actually responsible for making a large percentage of the trades and decisions because they can monitor activity tirelessly 24 hours a day and make educated decisions based on engineered programming that fights against risk. It's not quite artificial intelligence, but it's close. Oh, and keep in mind that a global computer network with human-designed algorithms is lightning fast but can make mistakes all by itself. For example, the algorithm designers pre-2008 never imagined the possibility of a nationwide real estate price decline. They only planned for individual markets to fluctuate up and down. We can't individually compete with supercomputers, but what we can do is adopt a multi-year planning horizon for our investments, our career growth, and our lifestyle improvements and protection. There is much to gain by keeping long-term objectives in focus and much to lose by competing short-term with the world's money movers, computers, and algorithms. So what actions then should I be taking? First, take out a piece of paper and write in big letters, the trend is your friend. Seriously, we have so many internet sites, so much junk email, and so much media hype, we can get constantly distracted if not totally misled. Here is some unbiased, 
non-political advice you can use from here on to make a difference. Look for long-term trends that do impact you and your family on the big items, like housing in Los Angeles. For example, consider that housing prices in Los Angeles since World War II have a long-term growth rate of about 4% a year, but in the past 30 or so years, prices have increased at about 7% a year, and that includes over a 30% price drop in 2007 through 2009. I've attached a clickable chart so you can see the benefits of a long-term commitment versus trying to time the market. The link is on the podcast site. Stretching to buy a more expensive home involves heightened risk after several years of above-trend price increases. The upcycle always reverses, and guessing the timing can be a huge waste of your time, if not really costly for you. It's more helpful to plan for the next decline and to appreciate that buying near the top of the range, any range, can require a decade or more to break even. If you plan to live in a more upscale home for more than a decade, this may not matter. If you think that you'll move in a short number of years, it may matter a lot. Selling a home and losing most or all of the down payment on resale is not a step toward long-term success. Unfortunately for some, the expectation of a few more years of the upcycle can spell doom when it doesn't happen. Are you saying I don't have to be a statistical genius? That's exactly right. Just look at the long-term trends and ask yourself if you're closer to the top of a range or closer to the bottom. Just think about what you're investing in and how long you plan to keep that particular investment. The same goes for the stock market and the bond markets. Everyone likely knows we are seeing some of the lowest interest rates in modern history. When, not if, long-term interest rates change from the down cycle to the up cycle, expect major losses in any long-term bond investments. It's a terrible wake-up call to get a monthly brokerage statement, including retirement plan accounts, that show the value of supposedly conservative bond investments losing significant value. Did you know that if you buy a 30-year U.S. Treasury bond today that yields 2%, the market value would drop over 30% when long-term interest rates move up from 2% to, say, 5%? So if you were to sell this bond in a year or two with a 5% interest rate marketplace, you'd expect to receive only about $7,000 for your $10,000 investment. The same goes for long-term bond funds, as these funds are a portfolio of individual bonds. When interest rates are at historical lows, like right now, it's a safer bet to buy short-term bonds or treasury notes, say five-year maturities, as you'd avoid the large market value losses in the up part of the interest rate cycle. What should we know concerning the stock market? The stock market deserves a lot of attention as long-term investors who hold stocks in multiple large companies operating in major industries can reasonably earn 9 to 10% a year compounded. This means a doubling of your money every eight years or so. Keep in mind, long-term means 10, 20, or more years. We know the news providers highlight the 10 or 100 or 1,000 individuals who held Google stock and became millionaires or billionaires. But most of us are in the categories of tens of millions of investors who want some semblance of predictability and security in our plans versus going all in and maybe losing it all. 
As noted a few minutes ago, the large financial firms and billionaires moving the markets up and down by the minute are not our focus. So in addition to long-term trends and cycles, we know that diversification serves us well as it moves us through the cycles, with some companies in uptrends and some in downtrends. How does what we covered help answer these initial questions? Are we heading into a recession? And how can I apply today's discussion to the LA job market? First, indications are that the U.S. will enter a recession next year. For those listeners who want to know why this appears to be the case, please click on the link to a 20-minute analysis presented this summer by UCLA's Anderson School of Management. For those wanting the Cliff Notes version, here are some highlights. All 12 recessions since World War II were analyzed by the Anderson School with a focus on the most recent five since 1980. All of the most recent recessions were preceded by a so-called interest rate inversion. This means the interest rates paid by the U.S. government on their two-year bond actually exceeded and exceed the interest rates paid on their 10-year bond. The United States government interest rates are key indicators as they influence or determine all the other interest rates across our economy. These are the base rates as they are default risk-free. If you buy a corporate bond instead of a U.S. government bond, you are assuming some degree of default risk on the corporate bond, so you expect a higher interest rate. Also, you expect a higher interest rate if you tie up your money for longer periods. The longer the period, the higher the interest rate, right? Well, yes, normally. But a period of interest rate inversion presents the opposite scenario. You get a higher interest rate for a shorter-term investment. This doesn't happen often. Why does this happen? Remember those trillions of dollars that move around every single day? They will seek the highest and safest financial returns. Well, right now, many countries in Europe and Asia offer no financial returns on large amounts of their bonds. Imagine buying a 30-year European bond and getting back less than what you paid 30 years later. A small interest rate in the United States is like a vacuum cleaner to some of the daily money flows. That's one of the reasons U.S. interest rates keep going down, and pretty soon, because of Europe and Asia, these vast inflows of foreign money may drive our interest rates to zero or below zero. So what's the overall driver in the world that is moving interest rates so low? Two key items. Number one, the large corporate borrowers are making few new investments, so they will need to borrow much less than normal. And secondly, much of the world's borrowing is made by governments as they try to create projects and money to pump up their economies. The government is stepping in more and more to create and spend more money. But the big problem is that governments are only printing and spending, not creating investments that result in value-added jobs. This leads to a long-term trend that may create a perfect storm. Companies are becoming more productive, which means they create even more products and services without expanding or making new long-term investments. We are witnessing a vicious circle. Governments are spending more, they are borrowing more, and they are creating more money to enable the purchase of more of their government bonds. Wow, this sounds messed up, right? Yes, it is messed up, and it feeds on itself, especially when the key focus of governments is to issue and sell more of their own debt. The final point today is how does all this impact your personal job outlook? Here's the good news. If you're working on how to be more productive and up-to-date in increasing your own productivity, there may not be much of an impact at all for you. Here's the bad news. Productivity increases 
have long-term impact and gather momentum, not expecting them in your own occupation can be unhealthy for your own financial future. Some examples you all probably know, but it's good to take a minute again to consider them. In online retailing, they're experiencing a steamroller to those retailers who won't or can't compete at scale online. Amazon and Alibaba are good examples. Target and Walmart got the message. Many small retailers are still in denial. Online services mobilize assets already in existence, so be careful about a traditional expansion investment. Airbnb doesn't own hotels and hotel rooms. Uber and Lyft don't need to own their own taxi fleets. New dining alternatives may not need rooms, tables, chairs, or waiters, as central kitchens with home delivery are expanding. Credit reports may be put together quicker, cheaper, and more accurately by artificial intelligence apps. Movie producers and distributors like Netflix don't need theaters and distributors. Medical diagnoses may be a growing function of AI in healthcare versus having more medical analysts. Production is growing via robotics and other distributed methods, such as 3D printing, and there's so much more. Some entire industries are growing pretty rapidly, and they deserve your attention, almost no matter your specific career interests. For example, the newer entertainment providers like Netflix, Google, Amazon, and Apple are making large investments in Los Angeles. And remember that a rising tide lifts all boats. The A-list actors, actresses, sports figures, directors, and producers need not be your focus. Think about all the accounting, financial, internal audit, space design, lighting, food services, customer care, legal, and so many other professions so positively impacted by a resurgence in the modern Los Angeles entertainment industry. Artificial intelligence also promises to be a major career enhancer. Credit screening, chatbots, database design, big data analysis, product marketing, and more will make you more differentiated, job-ready, and employable Regardless of whether we go through a recession or not, just focus on learning more about AI's impact on your industry. You cannot control a soft economy, but you can continue to grow and succeed through the economic cycles. Focus on what's changing and direct a few hours each week for your personal preparation. This is more important than being worried about general economic conditions. And speaking of general economic conditions, one of our objectives in our episodes is to help you understand what's behind some of the headline economic indicators. For example, some listeners express frustration that the government reports low inflation month after month, year after year, but our listeners just know that their market basket of goods and services keep increasing at prices much higher than reported inflation rates. What do I need to know about reported inflation rates? Why are they reported to be so low? And in addition to inflation, why do the low reported unemployment rates seem out of sync? After all, the recovery from the 2008-2009 financial meltdown has also been reported as low or substandard. So what's really going on? Join us in two weeks when Roger discusses the importance of understanding what's really going on with reported low inflation and low unemployment. Is this truth or fiction? Remember to email him any of your questions or comments at rturnaden at uclaextension.edu. You're listening to UCLA Extension's Business and Jobs Forecast, expanding your financial mind to grow your financial wallet. Hosted by Business and Legal Programs Director Roger Tornaden. 
This podcast is presented by UCLA Extension and produced by Jamie Moss at Studio 10960. UCLA Extension offers more than 5,000 online and in-classroom courses taught by over 2,000 leading practitioners to help you get from here to there. For more information on this podcast or our financial and legal programs, please check us out at www.uclaextension.edu. We know it's about your life, not just your money.